0: On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we're talking about church salaries and wages in 2022.
1: This is- I'm Dace Clifton, and with me always is Kyle Willis, the founder of Talenton Church Services, our resident expert on all things church and business-related. And Kyle, man, I'm excited to talk about money today and finances. And so what's going on, man?
0: Uh, not much, but mo' money, mo' problems. Uh, I'm not sure which 90s rapper that was. <laughs>
1: Do you know? <laughs> You know, I don't know, but I am familiar with the phrase. And, you know, Kyle, I I don't know if you can help me. I have the ability to spend money, but it's harder for me to make money, you know, right? And so I love to spend it. Seems like it's a little harder for me to gather it. So that may be a conversation offline. But uh, yeah, man, this is going to be good. So,
0: brother, We've done a lot in that uh, crypto space, uh, which is actually just cost us money at this point. Um, but it's okay Dace. It is. Okay.
1: (laughs) I know I'm terrible at looking back and saying I should have sold here. And then three days later, you know, I, you know, it's worth $2, but I digress. Well, Kyle, let's get on to talking about the good stuff, or I should say the green stuff. Kyle, do you have a verse of the day that really can kind of set the tone for what we're going to talk about?
0: Yeah, so what we do want to talk about today is really looking forward to uh, 2022. Here we are in the middle of the summer. Uh, Many churches haven't even yet kind of started their budgeting process for 2022. And uh, so this is a a scripture that's going to kind of help lead the way. And it's out of Romans 13, uh, verse 8 says, Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. And, and really, um, there are a lot of scriptures or passages uh, in the Old Testament, New Testament, that talk about giving, that talk about planning, um, a ton of scriptures around finances, uh, both in our personal and in the church life. Uh, but, you know, we want to take this opportunity today as we're talking to pastors and church leaders and really kind of lay a framework or, or dive a little deeper than we usually do uh, specifically on salaries for church staff and, and kind of what that should look like.
1: Well, that's awesome. And you know, when you read that scripture, the thought that came to mind was just money is just another way that we can love Jesus and love other people. And so, man, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, because this is really a, a spiritual matter, right, Kyle? It's a matter of stewardship. So, I mean, we want to do this well. Do churches always do this well, Kyle?
0: Well, you know, you bring up that word stewardship, and I, I do love that word. And, and part of what I get to do through Talenton Church Services, right, we get to help churches kind of walk along this pathway. And, and a lot of it is just in fractional staffing around accounting facilities, things like that. Um, but specifically, as I'm having conversations with uh, church leaders, the word stewardship sometimes uh, can be viewed as just uh, expense control. Um, And that's not necessarily the case. And I think those who do it well, um, they're looking at both those things that you brought up in your personal stuff, which is the income and the expense. And so, you know, talenton is that Greek word out of Matthew 25 and the parable of the talents and this idea that our master has entrusted us with something and he is going to come back and say, hey, what did you do with it? And uh, I've shared this with you before, but um, sometimes people say, how do I know if I'm stewarding it well? Um, the first part of it, we're all familiar with where he says, hey, well done. You were faithful with little. I will set you over much. But oftentimes we forget about the second part where he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. And so if you're a pastor or church leader listening to this and you say, hey, am I stewarding it well? I would say, is it bringing you joy? So if you walk into a finance meeting um, and those are better conversations, those are pleasant. They're not knockout drag down. I, I messed those up. What is it? Knock down, knockout?
1: What is it? Dace? It's a knock down, drag out fight. That's what it is. I'm familiar with those actually, but thankfully not at my own church.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, when, when we're looking at it, what I was going to say specifically, we want to talk about wages and salaries today, but the why uh, is really a good place to start. Uh, and so when we look at this, you know, I would just say, uh, if, if you are a pastor or a church leader, maybe you're on a finance team or an elder board and you're listening to this, uh, when when we're talking, uh, let's start with why. And the why kind of goes back to that scripture. Hey, we want to treat our pastors fairly, um, and we'll talk a little bit about what that means when I say fair. Uh, but on the why question, uh, let's, let's do this. Uh, a typical church and nominal church in America, I'm going to categorize them all here. Uh, their personnel expenses are roughly 55 to 60%. If you go over 60%, uh, you're going to have problems. Okay. Um, especially if you've got a mortgage payment, rent, things like that. If you go over 60%, uh, you're really going to have very, very small amounts to do actual missions and ministry. Uh, If you're on the other side of that, you may be stretching your team uh, too thin, especially if you're in the 30s or low 40s. And so uh, really, if you're saying, hey, what should my total personnel expense be? I would recommend anywhere in that 50, 52, 54, somewhere in there uh, would be a great place to start. And so uh, if you're above it, hey, we may need to look at um planning a little bit different or restructuring and if you're below it there's an opportunity to uh, take care of your pastoral team maybe a little bit better than than you are
1: cal does do those figures apply if you uh, are a debt free church you know you paid off your facility no outstanding debts
0: yeah, these are guidelines, right? So you're going to have to look at your historical context, but that guideline, and that's why I kind of have a range. What, what I would say is if you had personnel along with building, that number really can't be, let's say above 75%. You'll never get out. So, uh, yeah, if you have no debt, uh, then obviously that's going to be more, uh, money available. Um, and I know uh, at one point we had Eric Costanzo on the podcast. Uh, what they've done with their church uh, now that they've paid off their building is they use that building payment just to fund missions. So um, it doesn't have to flow directly back to salaries is what I would say.
1: Wow, that's awesome, Kyle. Thanks for that, man. Good good benchmarks there to kind of keep us on point. Let me ask you this question. For a lot of guys, maybe it's their uh, first church or maybe they're just newer, a few years into ministry, or maybe they're not and they're wanting to know the process of increasing pay. Or their staff or a staff member that need to work with a finance team or an elder team, something of that nature. How could you outline the process of increasing pay?
0: Right. So now we're talking a little bit about the how, and uh, that will look different in any church. And uh, you may have a personnel committee or a finance committee that specifically deals with this. And even within a same like denomination or grouping of churches, uh, pay in that process will look differently. Um, historically what I would say is there's usually some sort of governing board. It's not just the senior pastor saying, hey, I'm going to give myself a $10,000 raise this year. Uh, maybe uh, if you're a church plant, you you have some of that autonomy, but but usually there's some sort of governing structure that will, will set the pay. And so that's really kind of who I'm talking about uh, or talking to today. And if you're a pastor and you say, hey, I don't feel very comfortable raising this issue, Uh, maybe you can share this episode along with them. But as a general statement, what I would say is the sooner you can plan and the sooner you can have these conversations, the better outcome is going to be. And when we specifically, that's why we're recording this right now in the summer, many months before most people even think about this. Uh, We're kind of talking about it because we want to look forward and uh, you are going to have turnover. We've seen a much higher level of turnover with pastors, with staff um, over the last since, you know, six, 18 months, probably. Uh, and I think it's going to accelerate. And so you may not have a totally clear picture, but now's a great time, especially if your your boards or committees meet once a month to at least start the conversation of what 2022 looks like. And so to to kind of speed this up a little bit, the how can be really however you want to. Uh, You can decide to give a cost of living increase or a merit increase or a combination of both. So a cost of living increase, in in fact, the New York Times released an article this week as we're recording this, uh, talking about May's inflation numbers, okay? And so a cost of living says, hey, it used to be this to live and survive. So we know in 1970s that housing costs are much more different than they are in 2020, 2022. And so that is due to inflation, right? Uh, and in fact, the the New York Times article said that inflation is its highest in May than it has been since 2008, and really in some indicators since the early 90s. And so what has happened, the reason we're raising this flag today is uh, those churches, many churches did not give their personnel raises in 2020 and 2021. Uh, and so normal inflation, 2 3%, you already kind of took that out of their pay. And my fear is that if we don't keep up with inflation plus looking back, that your staff is not going to be as engaged or as well taken care of. And, and so uh, that how would be a cost of living increase that says, hey, it's 3%, 5%. If inflation goes crazy, we may need a 20% uh, just cost of living increase, but then a merit would be another way. So you could do annual, uh, increases or merit increases, maybe like end of year Christmas bonus. Uh, I would love it if churches would try like quarterly performance, uh, bonuses. So maybe there were specific goals that we wanted to meet. And we said we X number of youth, right? Uh, were drawn into the, the church. I think that's a great way to to show some love to the youth pastor w- with a $200 uh, merit increase. Uh, and then you're also going to have those looking forward and those kind of stay. So you have your cost of living uh, increase, and then you would have a merit increase that would be for specific employees at specific amounts. So you may say 5% here, 2% here, 1% here or nothing, uh, but that's kind of a way to look at it.
1: And one point that I want to just highlight is if you if you're a finance or a committee team or an elder board and you don't give your staff cost of living pay increases you are systematically paying them less in other words you're basically just saying okay after you know if you haven't done this on an annual basis or every 12 to 24 months then basically what you're doing is you're just you know, asking this person, Hey, next year, I want you to serve with less money and less money and less money. So that's so important. And Kyle, let me have one other thing for our listening audience. If you're listening right now and you really need some help with, you know, an elder board or a finance team, if you will mail me a $25 check and a telephone number, I will personally call your finance team and say, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Actually, I won't do that, but Kyle, uh, I digress. Thanks for keeping me in check, there, man.
0: No, that's a, a funny threat, Dace. But you could always give me a call. I'll give my cell phone at the end of this. I'd be happy to have a, a, a conversation with anybody you want. Uh, I'm I'm very passionate about this.
1: So if you want some hillbilly to call your your team, you know, and and you know, just uh, you know, rant and rave, you call me. If you want a professional who knows what he's talking about, who actually has experience in corporate America and the church world. Long history of legacy, then you probably need to call Kyle. So if you want the professional, call Kyle. If you want just some hot-headed redneck, call me.
0: Don't don't set the bar too high there, Dace. Uh, so we, <laughs> we we did for the for the sake of time, we, you know, we did talk about the why. We talked a little bit about the what or the how, um, and even the who. And and so I would make that distinguish. I would make that distinction between uh, different people on your team. I wouldn't say a, a flat five percent that covers both cost of living and merit for everybody. Okay. So you're going to have some that you want to uh, reward uh, or pay differently. Um, but I, I do want to go back and circle back real quick to this, this idea of fairness. Okay. Um, and I brought that word up uh, earlier. And when we look at fairness in pay, um, you know, this can be a, a tricky topic and in one sense, these people have been called, pastors, church leaders have been called to the ministry, and I wouldn't say they're stuck, but they are are in that position. They volunteered said, hey, I'm here. Um, on the other hand, uh, I would say that we should be able to take care of those people who are looking after us. And, and in fact, Dase, we've done interviews, as we've interviewed a number of pastors this year and we will continue to do it for the rest of this year. Uh, many pastors have, have um, expressed concern about their personal finances. Um, even, you know, in conversations that we're not recording, uh, that comes up fairly frequently. And, uh, I don't think these, these guys or these people that we're talking with are necessarily being doom and gloom over it. I, I think it's just something they struggle
1: with. Kyle, and you you make an excellent point there. And I just want to highlight for any of our listening audience here, I think that it is the wrong attitude and approach for any church to approach their staff or their pastor Or their leadership, and say our goal is to get the maximum for the minimum amount of money. I don't see that in scripture. I see exactly the opposite. I see that the the workman is worth his wage. I see there's scriptural support for that. I think this idea that, like you know, well, we want to squeeze out the maximum amount of performance, longevity for the absolute minimum amount of investment. You know, because we're basically too cheap. I, I think that there's it's a bad practice at best, and it's sinful at worst.
0: Well, and, and that's where this idea of fairness, so if I come back to that, uh, that's what I want to bring it up. So I want not compare uh, fairness in the market. So this church pays this, so we pay this. Like all youth pastors make thirty-two thousand dollars and maybe we're in California, we need to pay them forty-five, right? Um, I, I wouldn't compare it there. I would look to comparable jobs out in the marketplace. Uh, and that is where we have seen wages uh really rise under a booming economy um where pastors, if if maybe you're paying your pastor fifty thousand dollars and in the marketplace they could make fifty-five. Uh, what I think has happened over the last couple years is that maybe we bumped them from 50 to 51, uh, and that that secular job, that one out in the marketplace, went from 55 to 65. So now all of a sudden we created this delta, uh, and, and that's what I'm encouraging uh, pastors, church leaders to do, is have those conversations to say, where do we need to be in relation to the marketplace, not compared to the church down the street?
1: Man, that's some great advice, great counsel there. Well, Kyle, I want to shift gears for a moment, and I want to talk about the future of church staffing, because finance is related to the future of church staffing. And you've got some interesting uh, ideas. You've got some predictions, some observations regarding what's going to happen in church staffing. So can we move in? Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, when I look at the future of what I would call the church office, um, I think it's going to be different. Uh, I think it's going to be different in a lot of ways. I think in some respects, we are going to want our pastors and church leaders to continue to do more. I think we're also in that same breath or on the same side of it, I would say, uh, we're probably going to respect maybe a, a work-life balance a little bit more. And uh, so you, you kind of have those maybe on opposing sides. Uh, but I think that one of the ways, and, and I've seen this, and it's a project that I've been working on for the last couple of years and really um, has fueled a lot of where Talenton is going in the future. Uh, is this idea of uh, what I would call centralized offices, and another way, or a more applicable way to be uh, for your church, would be to think about these like ten ninety nine or these contractors, these independent companies, um, and and I think that's the future of a lot of church work. And and now, very very large churches are going to continue to have uh, media. They may have a staff of media, but. Um, I think there is opportunity in the marketplace to have churches come together um, through talent on or through themselves, their own denomination to work together and say, hey, um, all of us need a quarter of a media person right? Let's find three other churches that want to do this. Uh, and so it centralizes those operations. I, I just see no other way around it with the pressure on giving on top line income and the, the rising cost uh, of expenses in church. And we know personnel is going to be more than 50 percent uh, in the nominal church. I don't see a way around it that we're not going to reach across the road or across the You know, denomination, county, wherever that be and start centralizing these things. And so, um, things like accounting, right? Things like, Hey, janitorial work, uh, media production, all those sorts of things. I think they're going to be centralized. Um, and it may take longer than I anticipate, but I anticipate, but at some point, Dace, uh, when we, when we sit around the dinner table sometime, uh, you'll look back and you'll go, man, remember back then, uh, Kyle was onto something. I, I, Definitely think that's going to happen uh, here in the next decade for sure
1: well I really like the idea actually, and the reason why I like it is because as a pastor of a smaller medium-sized church you know we we could always use that that full-time media guy that full-time it guy and there's just sometimes you know the budget doesn't allow for us to have full-time personnel in some of these really important roles and I think that All of our pastors, leaders, and churches need to recognize that there is a certain expected level of excellence that is going to be required in all of these areas that Kyle's mentioned. And so, you know, obviously accounting, but also production and online presence and all of these various things where really the bar for churches, including small and medium-sized churches, is set really high. This is just what people expect. This is what young families expect. It's what everybody expects for things to be on point in that area, and it is cost prohibitive. And so I think, Kyle, what you're what you're talking about here and what you're predicting is – is these things that you're doing through Talent on Church Services, like fractional staff, like uh, connecting various like-minded ministries that might be, you know, they might have some differences in who's going to be behind the pulpit. But ultimately, they all need to have good online presence. They need to have fractional uh, staff maybe to cover janitorial or facilities or all of these things, man, I'm excited. And really that type of situation really can benefit a lot of churches. This is not a shameless uh, sales plug. I mean, this is just the truth. I think about my own situation, we could absolutely benefit from scenarios like that. So that's good, man.
0: Well, Dace, you, you know where to find me. Uh, so give me a call. Now. Um, hey, I will say this last thing. Uh, and so this is a, another maybe predictive or, or it's already happening. Um, but here's what's going to happen is that if we don't pay uh, our church staff, maybe what they're, they deserve in the marketplace, they could leave, they could seek better opportunity. But I think the first indicator is that they're going to become either bivocational or co-vocational. So bivocational would be they get a job at Lowe's or something else, right? To supplement their income. Co-vocational would be finding another organization. Maybe it's another church to do um, you know video production during the week. Uh maybe it is uh something else where they are are trying to have an alignment with the mission. So they go work for a nonprofit designing t-shirts. Something like that. I think that's what I would say is is co-vocational. Uh, but I think you're going to start to see those creep in and when those creep in. Um, and, and I just don't want pastors and church leaders to be too late. So I'm not, like, like you said, I'm not trying to pitch something here. We do want you to think about it. And so as we wrap up this episode, uh, pastors, church leaders, finance committee, personnel committee, whatever your role in the life of the church is, here's what I want you to know. Start having the conversations now. So say, whether you're listening to this in June, July, August, and you say, hey, what does 2022 hold? It may be a little bit too early to tell because we don't know what inflation is going to be, but we know it's coming. So how are we going to adjust our giving? How are we going to adjust our other expenses? Uh, how are we going to do these things to take care of our staff? Because uh, we want to have a thriving ministry. We want to have margin for ministry. Uh, and that's really what we're talking about. So start planning now. You can have those discussions around the conference room table and put something in place. And then the other thing I would say is if you do say, hey, we're going to do a cost of living in merit, maybe merit waits till the end of the year. But the cost of living increase, even if you don't give it till 2022, I would still go ahead and announce it now. So if you come to that decision, we're going to give everybody 3% uh, starting in January. Go ahead and tell your team that and say, hey, this is going to be the bottom so that they won't get nervous and start looking elsewhere. But uh, Dace, I went over on time. I'm just super passionate about this. Uh, And so I will say this. If you have any questions, give me a call. Kyle Willis, my cell phone, 405-343-8700. I'd love to help just... uh, you know, have a a conversation on the record, off the record, and just uh, be able to encourage you in what you're doing in your church.
1: Kyle, thanks so much for this insight and expertise that you've given us today. And man, I just want to add or echo one final point, and that is if you are in part of the decision-making process for compensation for your church. One final factor you need to remember, the past 12 to 24 months have been really hard on the vast majority of church and church staff. Whatever we can do to alleviate some measure of stress, I mean, man, they have been in the fire. And so whatever we can do to alleviate some stress, I think it's going to be positive. However, we can help them, however, we can encourage them. And finance is a major part of that, right? I mean, a note is good. But let me tell you, when somebody provides financial uh, support, that is going to alleviate some stress. It's going to help their family, their kids. So I just think that that's what honors God oftentimes. And hey, people that got into ministry, they didn't do it, at least the folks we're talking to, because of the money. They got into it because of their love of God. And so we need to honor that and support them every way that we can. Kyle, thanks again for your your expertise. And remember, hey, for those that are listening, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review, and also reach out to us with any questions that you have at the DailyPastor at gmail.com. You can also check out Talenton Church Services uh, as well and see some of the opportunities that Kyle's got going on. And lastly, we just want to encourage you, man, keep your focus on Christ and working for the kingdom, loving God and loving people. And uh, yeah, stay in the fight. We'll see you soon.